0: Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa Podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Why don't you give somebody a hug as you make your way to your seat, tell them they look beautiful, smell beautiful, and that this morning is going to be good. Amen. Can I pick up a little tiger? Oh, come on. Has everybody seen Amos this morning? Oh, my Lord. Oh, this kid is gorgeous. Hello, pal. Sorry. Sorry. If I could get away with wearing one of these, if they made one of my size, I would preach in it. If any of you bring one in my size, I will preach in it with a hat on, all right? Except for you, John. Don't go. John's going to go Googling it right now and try and find me one. (laughs) Apparently, he brought me four ties last week, I heard. And I'm not, not very impressed with the tie he's wearing today either. Oh, what a gorgeous little man. Who had a good week? I had a fantastic, well, I had a partly fantastic week. You know, whenever things are going really well in life, the devil is gonna try and get right in the middle of that thing and attack you. And I was in the Philippines last week and had just an amazing time. We saw miracles. A lady that was paralyzed got healed on the spot. A lady that was deaf received her hearing back. There was like 30 first time decisions. I I spoke at our Southeast Asia conference, which had about a thousand people at it. And then I went to all these little churches on the Sunday, which was just phenomenal. And then I got back and the state of origin was on. I was like the devil just got right in the middle of my week, and he said, I'm just going to bring you down, but we live in Queensland. Who's a Queenslander here? Who's a New South Welshman or someone else? <laughs> Lord, I just pray right now that you would touch every... <laughs> who, who doesn't even care about football? <laughs> Lord, I pray for these people right now. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, now honestly, uh, in the Philippines, it was just unbelievable to see people who seemingly have nothing but have everything you know from a physical point of view they live in little shacks and they they, they don't have fancy clothes but every time you meet one of them they're, they're smart they're beaming you walk into church and honestly the worship was compared to what we worship to was pretty poor and they are alive and they are passionate and they are pressing in and they they just want more of god and i think it was mother teresa that once said that you'll never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. And these people are just alive in him. And I wanna encourage you and I wanna challenge you. Push aside some of the stuff and, and find Jesus. Find him again if you have to, find him afresh. You know, it says in Revelation, it says, this I hold against you. You, you do all these great things. You, you do stuff in the community and you give to the poor. And you do, but, but what I hold against you Is you've lost your first love and I don't know if you can remember when you met Jesus I can remember August 1993 standing in a service i had been raised Catholic all of my life I knew about Jesus but I'd never met Jesus and I can remember an altar call being given and my hand just went up and it was almost like an involuntary action it just and I'm sitting there going okay and he's, you know, Pastor Phil at that point said, anybody that raised a hand, I want you to come forward. It was literally like I just started walking forward and I didn't, I was, I was compelled to move. And I remember going on that altar call and getting prayed for and feeling like God came into me. God filled me and my world had changed. It was like I saw things differently and, and I was laying there and I got up and it was literally like this veil had been removed and I saw what I had. And then I was, I was just on fire. But faith leaks, and joy leaks, and passion leaks. And like Melissa was saying, it's a fight for our faith. We've got a fight to stay in that place of passions and that place of connection. I'm going to be talking about that shortly. But what I was really reminded of in the Philippines this week is we get so much stuff in our world, so many add-ons and so many additions that sometimes there's a filter that goes across our view of what's really important in life. And I want to encourage each of you, read your word, get into the Bible every day, just read something, read a proverb, a psalm, start in Luke, and you know Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and make your way through to the book of Acts, and then the epistles. Read the word, let it fill you up, be consumed by it, and pray, seek God. Let God speak to you, have a conversation. I read an interesting article this week. Um, and it was, it was done by a New York university. Of a th- they, they studied a 1,000 women who spoke in tongues, that they exercised their heavenly prayer language. And they said of those 1,000 women, there was no cases of depression. There was no cases of, you know, it was, praying and seeking God changes things. It shifts mindsets, it shifts our spiritual posture. It, it makes us stand up straighter. Can I, can I encourage you, let's be that church that seeks God. And not seeks God for what he can give us, but he seeks God for God. Because he's worthy to be sought out. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy that we would be passionate enough to go after him. Because when I want something in life, I'll go after it. If I want that new car, I'll make a way to get that new car. I'll put money aside each week. I'll I'll sacrifice certain things because I want this. We need to make sure that we always want God more than any other thing that He's our first priority, that He's our number one, that we stay on fire and passionate for Him. Amen? Fantastic. Well, and, and you know, next year, because we've sponsored 25 kids in the Philippines through Compassion, and next year, as part of the conference, we're gonna, I'm gonna go to the conference and then go and do a missions trip and, and visit the children in the, in the projects that we've sponsored. Uh, so I just wanna put it out there to you now, it'll be about the same time next year. If you'd like to come along on that, maybe start saving some money each week now, I'll get all the details and get it to you, and we'll go and build a house or a few houses or a school. Or we'll just go and do something and make a difference in, in another's life. Amen? Fantastic. All right, come on, let's give God one more hand this morning. Today I want to talk to you about living peacefully. And that may seem like a, a trivial or a superficial concept, but we're living in a time where more people are trying to self-harm and, and end their lives to avoid pain than at any other time in history, and, and I don't know about you, but I could do with a little more peace in my world. I don't want to live with strife and contention, fear and anxiety every day. I, I, I just I don't want it in my world. I don't need it, and it's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for you, and uh, it seems that increasingly the world is full of violence and uncertainty. Every everywhere you turn, everywhere you look, there's mayhem and adventure and excitement and and high-paced living but we can't sustain that every day and God promises a peace that surpasses all understanding that that's his promise for his people you know it says it says my peace I leave you he wants you to be in peace he wants you to carry peace he wants you to be someone that transfers peace into others worlds Not someone that brings strife or contention or or anger or malice or any other thing. He wants you to carry peace. And I don't know about you, but I want to carry peace. I want to be peaceable. I want to be a peacemaker and bring that everywhere I go. You know, um, I was thinking through this today. I wrote it down. We have more education, more medication, more entertainment, more choice, and more freedom, yet we don't have more happiness. I'll say it again, we have more education, more medication, more entertainment, more choice, more freedom, yet we don't have more happiness. And I think it's because we've been trained by social media, television, media outlets, movies, that we need to compare our lives, the reality of our lives with everybody else's highlight reels. Because I can look at that person that on social media is in Fiji right now sunning themselves without a care in the world, not realizing that that's a moment, because then they still have to run back and they're probably sitting in their room going, how am I paying for this holiday? You know, but, but we compare our lives. Look what they've got. Look what they're doing. Look, and, and there's no peace in our world because we're, we're comparing. God doesn't want you to compare because he wants to bring the provision and the blessing and the abounding you know, goodness of his nature into your world anyway. You don't need to compare with anybody else you know, as I was saying, I was, in, I was in the Philippines, and I went and saw Terminator 4, very spiritual, in 4D, <laughs> not 3D, in 4D. You walk into the cinema, you put your, your gla- glasses on, you sit in your seat, <clears throat> not only do you have your glasses, now you have a seat that moves. And then you've got mist that gets sprayed at you, then you've got air that, and scent that gets sprayed at you, and then lights are going off. So this is like dead set, three hours worth of, I came out, and I, and I was trying to find, I wanted to go and get a massage. It was, I was so tense and so worked up after going to a movie. And I thought, that is life. That's our everyday life. You can walk down the street and somebody nearly runs you over and flips you the bird and honks the horn. And you can walk into the bank and, and sorry, you're overdrawn. You can go to work. And, you know, every day something's happening that wants to rob you of peace. But God says, my peace, I give to you. My peace I leave for you. And because we're made in his image, we're filled with his spirit, we've given a call for our lives, God wants us to be peacemakers. God wants us to be people that carry his peace and give it to others. Amen? And more than anything, we just need times of relaxation and refreshing, where we can chill out, tune out, turn off, and relax. You know, Matthew 11 says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, come to me. You don't have to run to the psychologist. You don't have to run to the bank manager. You don't, come to me. Firstly, these things will help. Come to me first, and I'll give you rest. I'll ease your burdens. I'll lighten your load. I'll be with you. So I had a few encouraging verses, verses about peace this morning. Proverbs sixteen seven says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies be at peace with him. Anybody got any enemies? rightfully or wrongfully, we've done silly things, people that are against you, people that are talking against you, people that are saying things. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies be at peace with him. In other words, if you do what God says, you'll see what God does. He will work on your behalf. He will fight for you. He will vindicate you. He will justify. You don't have to defend yourself. He will even make your enemies be at peace with you. What a day. What a great day when God makes your enemies be at peace with you. Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. You will make him be at peace whose mind is stayed on you. Like Melissa was saying, fighting for our faith, we have to fight for our thoughts. We have to fight for where our mind goes. We have to fight for what we focus on. Stop focusing on the size of your problem and start focusing on the size of your God. Start looking Jesus in the eye and walking towards him and watch what happens to your problems. Psalm 23 says, that, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, yeah. for you are with me. I'm walking straight through the middle. I'm not looking to the left. I'm not looking to the right. I'm not looking behind me. I'm walking forward looking to Jesus. There's death all around me, but I'm walking towards life. I'm walking towards light. I'm walking to the answer. The answer is Jesus. Jesus is peace. Jesus is the gift. Jesus is what will change our lives. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the third one is John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give it to you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Peace comes from and is found in Jesus, not drugs, not alcohol, not relationships, not in, not in extreme living, peace is Jesus, peace comes to us through Jesus, that's why I would say to you, read your word. Spend time praying every single day. If it's five minutes in the morning, set your alarm five minutes earlier and get up. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Lord. What are we doing today? What adventure do you have for me today? Where are we going? What are we doing? Who am I going to impact today through you? Spend some time in his presence. John 16, 33 says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I love what it says in, in 1 John 4, it says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That, that you have peace on the inside of you, peace that can surpass the tribulation and the challenge that comes at you. It's on the inside of you, you just need to release it. You need to acknowledge it and then you need to release it. And so often we suppress what's actually on the inside of us. So often we push down or, or, and, and we do that because we're so focused on the external rather than waiting on the internal, waiting on what we already have. And we go after what we think we need when we already have the answer in every situation. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I've said it before, be anxious for nothing but i got a really big bill coming up. I don't know how I'm gonna pay it. Uh, My my boss has said there's not much work and I don't know if I've I've got a job next week. Uh, My doctors gave me this report and I'm not sure where I'm gonna be. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. You've got dreams, you've got desires. God wants them for you even more than you want them for you. He will make a way. Be anxious for nothing. Stop worrying right now. I can still see the cogs going. You're all worrying still. (laughs) Stop worrying. All of us here have got something that we would consider is worthy of worrying about. Don't worry about it. God's in control. If he is God, he's got it. If he is God, who spoke and created the heavens and the earth, who created you, knit you together in your mother's womb, who says I've got plans and purposes for your life, if he's God, he's got it. It's okay. What does Romans 8 say? All things are working together for good. For those who love the Lord, who are called according to it, all things are working to good. The bad is working together for your good right now. And if you will give it to God, if you'll relinquish control, take your hands off the steering wheel, let him drive, you know, the car of your life, the direction you go, the speed that it can. Man, I don't know about you. God is slow. It's like, God, I prayed. Just do it. It's like, no, no, my timing's perfect. No, no, I know that. I know your timing's perfect, but just do it now. God give me patience and I want it now God, God just do it now, he says no no just chill just relax I've got this so right now there could be impossibilities in your world challenges in your world that seem intimate, God's got it the word says what the devil means for evil, God means for good and it's going to be for his glory we can let God take control and change and shift and mould circumstance and have it work out for our good even when it looks at like it's not even it looks like when there's death, God can bring back to life what has been dead as long as it's given to him. <clears throat> the Bible says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains but a single seed. There are th- times in our lives where we need to let go, give in, and let God let a thing die, like like die. Like Lazarus dead, three days dead, stinky dead. There, there are times in our lives where we need to let things die. Because God, you're more than my desire. You're more than my want. You're more than my will. You know, I love what Jesus said on the cross. He said, Father, if you can take this cup from me, not on the cross, in the Garden of Gethsemane, if you can take this cup from me, please do. I don't want to die. I'm sweating blood right here. I'm freaking out. This is out of my control. Please, God, take this from me. But not my will, yours be done. Peace is found in a place of submission, a place of surrender, A place of sacrifice where I say, God, not my will, but yours be done. Amen? It goes on in verse 8. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue in any of these things, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw me do do these, and the peace of God will be with you. <clears throat> so often, we're, we have a lack of peace in our world because of what we're looking at, because of what we're focused on, because of what we're consumed by. But here it's saying, whatever things are true, noble, pure, lovely, of good report, of virtue, of pra- praiseworthy, meditate on these things. In other words, if God's done some good in your world, meditate on that. Focus on that not on the challenge that's presenting itself, because the challenge that's presenting itself is temporal. But what God does in our lives is eternal. What, what God does in our world, we can take with us to the future. What happens right now is just something that's trying to take us off course and, and, and get us to freak out and lose our faith. But I love this, because the things that you've learned, received, and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with you. I love this. So just just quickly, the main scripture I really wanted to look at this morning was Romans 15 verse 13. I'm going to break it down this morning. Just have a quick look at that. Is this helping anybody? It says here in Romans 15, starting verse 13, it says, Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I love that. Now, now, now. You don't have to wait for peace until tomorrow. Things are going to get better tomorrow. Things are going to work out tomorrow. Things are going to be better next week. God wants you in peace now. Right now. Because peace is is found when we enter into faith. Because Hebrews 11 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. In other words, I can see what's in front of me, but I can believe for what's behind it because all things are working together for good for those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purposes. So I see the reality of what's standing in front of me, but I believe the promise that stands behind it. I believe that God is bigger than, and God is able to. Ephesians, I've said it a thousand times. Now to him who is able, God is able. He's the God of hope and he's able. He he wants you to be in peace and he wants to bring you hope. What is hope? Hope is believing for a better day tomorrow, Hope is seeing beyond the immediate towards the promise. To him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or imagine, to him be the glory. To him be the glory. To him be the praise. To him be the worship. We get filled in life by so many things. Greed, envy, jealousy, anxiety, fear, comparison, resentment, anger, confusion. But God's ultimate goal is that you would be filled with joy and peace. Joy and peace in your home joy and peace in your place of work joy and peace in yourself you know Pastor Phil used to make this great statement he said you've asked Jesus into your life and you've accepted him now accept yourself faults and all failings and all things you've done in the past dreams that you have now accept yourself and and you can only accept yourself when you're filled with joy and peace because when I'm relaxed and I'm peaceful and I can see the good in what's around me then I can i can accept myself and my situation i'm a good person you're a good person you're accepted you're valued you're loved accept yourself you know it says uh, in colossians 3 let the peace of god rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and be thankful right in the situation you find yourself in right now be at peace and be thankful it's good you might be struggling financially, you might be struggling in your health, you might, it's good, because that's not where you're ending up. That's not end destination, that's not end game. God is moving you forward and beyond your current situation to the situation he has for you, amen? You now I was just thinking through that if you're filled with joy and peace, then life works and challenges are overcome. Because it's, it's, it's the way I look at life, it's the way that I look at the challenge. The challenge isn't there to take me out, the challenge is there to make me stronger. It's that I grow and I get bigger. And that's what it says in Isaiah, enlarge the place of your tent. Get bigger. God wants you to be a big person, big spirited, big, big vision, big mind, stepping forward, embracing life. We've only got one life to live. We, most will be a big life. And, and we most will do it in peace. Amen? I, I know some people that are big, but they're stressed. They, they, they'll do things. They'll step out. They'll, they'll face you, but they're stressed all the time. And they have to self-medicate and they have to explode and they have to do all these things. We can live big and in peace. We can can live big and generous. It doesn't have to be dog eat dog. I'm going to take down everybody else around me so that I can rise to the top. God goes, no, just rise to the top and bring others with you. Let's let's be known as those people that are big hearted, big spirited. And we, we pick people up. We don't push people down. We lift them up. We help them in this situation. When people need a hand, we're there to give them a hand. We're there to pray for them. We're there to bless them. We're there to pay their... Em- because we're big people. We're at peace because God's got this. Amen? Fantastic. How, how, how now? How now? How can I live at peace right now? Just make a decision. You're going to be happy and relaxed. I'm going to be happy and relaxed. Because the things that I can't control, I'm not going to hang on to. I'm not going to carry in life the things that I can't control. God, they're yours. Your word says you love me. Your word says you're for me. Your word says that you lead me into victory. Your word says that you you cause me to rise up in life. I'm not worrying about it. Just make that decision right now. Whatever you're stressing about, whatever you're freaking about, whatever's consuming you, let it go right now. And watch how this week works out. Watch how you sleep better. Watch how you respond differently in situations. Watch God go before you to make a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. Amen? Our faith levels must always exceed our problem levels, otherwise we will will constantly live overcome and under pressure. Our faith levels must exceed our problem levels. If you've got big problems, work your faith. Exercise your faith. Step out in faith. Uh, the, The disciples woke Jesus and says, don't you care that we're drowning, that the boat's going under? He said, you're kidding me? I'm in the boat with you. The boat doesn't go under if I'm in it. We've got to work our faith. It may seem like the boat's going under. It might be filling with water. But if Jesus is in the boat, you're not going under. The storm will cease before you go under. You'll you'll reach your destination before you go under. We need to allow our faith, Just, just a little bit of faith. But let's work our faith so that our faith is greater than our problem levels. So that we don't live under pressure and held down in life. Now and then it says the God of hope. God is a hope giver, a dream fulfiller, an empowerer. He doesn't bring anxiety and fear into our world. He wants to bring release, release into your world right now. I love living this way where it's kind of carefree. It's not reckless. You know, you employ wisdom, but it's carefree because God's got this. Is this helping anybody? I want to. I want to shift some mindsets this morning. Because each and every one of us face the same challenges in life. Each and every one of us has the same adversity come against us, but we can rise above it. We can live in peace because of him. You know, I said it before, but hope is having a positive anticipation of future good. If you're in Christ, you can dream big and rest well knowing that he's going to take you there. He wants to bring you to that place. I want you to live a big life. I want you to live a peaceful life because I want you to be an influencer, Uh, an influencer in in society, I want you to make a difference in your place of work, I want your home and your family life to be peaceful, I want your bank account to be filled because you're waiting on God and he's got this, so that you can go and be a blessing, and when we step out and we do a a mission strip, you can be a part of that, when we have a vision builders campaign, you can be a part of that, so that we can go and make a difference, it's not about buildings, it's not about mission strips and making a name for ourselves, it's about people. It's about loving people like Jesus loved them and I can only do that when I'm a big person and I'm filled with peace and compassion and love and joy Uh, next thing is it goes on to say fill you now may the God of hope fill you people think that God's there to take from our lives to limit us to stop us doing certain things God wants to fill you up he wants your cup to fill and flow and overflow. And that's what it says in Psalm 23. You make me lie down in green pastures. You lead me beside quiet waters. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and my cup runs over. God doesn't want the the cup half full. God wants your cup to overflow. He wants dreams to abound in your life. He He wants to fill you up with joy and peace. You don't have to think that you have to just make it through life. I'm just making it through life. I'm just making... No, God wants you to be full and overflowing. Amen? The definition of abounding is to exist in large numbers or amounts. And some synonyms for abound or to be filled and full is to be plentiful, to be abundant, to be numerous, to proliferate, superabound, thrive, flourish, be thick on the ground. God, God wants that to be your life. And you know what, as Christians filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with God, with the promises of God available to us, we should walk through life and people go, what is the difference with you guys? What, what is it with you guys? This week I'm, I'm working on a, an old Queenslander up at uh, Wumbai and uh, we go to this hardware store every day because we've got to buy bolts and timber and all these things. And this week I didn't go because I was staying back doing a whole lot of work on the house and the guy that I'm working for, he went down and... The guy behind the counter is this rough old guy, and he swears like a trooper, and he's a Queenslander, and I'm a New South Welshman, so he does and doesn't like me, and he said to Peter, he said, where's that guy? Where's the other guy? Where where is he? Where's that guy? And Pete goes, oh, he's back at the house working. He said, what does he do? He goes, well, he's working with me. He goes, yeah, but what else does he do? He goes, what do you mean? He said, he must do something else. He goes, oh, well, he runs a church in Noosa. He goes, I knew it. I knew there was something different about him. I knew, that, and I thought, that's, that's pretty cool. I like that, that I go in there in my old work gear, I got my work boots on, I got my old shorts with glue and paint all over them, and I look, I look dirty and I'm, I'm a worker. He goes, but some, there has to be something different about that guy. What is it that's different about that guy? And, and the, the first question was, what else does he do? I love that. I, I, I hope that I carry that all the days of my life. What else do you do? We're not, we're not confined by yeah. what we do to, to make money yeah. let's, let's get beyond God's got this, yeah. God's got us let's go out in peace and love his people, amen may he fill you with joy and peace, again like I said before, my peace I leave with you, peace isn't the absence of strife, peace is the presence of an all-knowing, all-loving God wow. you can be at peace in the middle of hell yeah. in the middle of death in the middle of challenge, in the middle of bankruptcy, in the middle of divorce, in the middle, of, you can be in peace in the middle of a situation that will take others out because God is present with you. He's with you. Can I just get the band to come back up, Loz? Um, as we believe, Melissa said it really well before, it's up to you. You can be in peace, but you've got to fight for peace, which sounds weird, but I've got to fight for the position I hold in life. I want to encourage you. The way you fight for the position of peace in your life is by waiting on him. Waiting on God. Proverbs 3 trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, he will direct your path. You can fight for peace. I want to encourage you. Let's be men and women that rise up in strength, that rise up in faith, that we believe what we believe, that we walk the walk as we talk the talk. Amen. Let's fight for that position. Let's remain. And our fight is never to change our circumstance. Our fight is to remain in connection with Jesus. And John 15 says, Abide in me and I in you, and you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You can't bear any fruit in life. I read this great book once called Stop Acting Like a Christian and Just Be One. (laughs) And I think people that act like a Christian are those that have lost their connection. They've lost their first love. That, that place and that point of empowerment where the Holy Spirit flows. Where, God, I breathe your name above everything. Where my cares and my concerns and my desires are more about him. They've lost that, so now I just have to act like a Christian. I'm walking through hell and I don't have peace and I'm feeling flat and I'm feeling deflated. But when you come near me, I'll smile. And, and I'll, I'll give you a token compliment and I'll do it. God doesn't want us acting like Christians you want us living as his kids living in his presence you know um, peace is a gift and his name is Jesus but peace is also a process that we have to walk through it says in Philippians 4 verse 8 says now dear brothers and sisters one final thing fix your thoughts on what is true honourable, right and pure lovely and admirable think about these things the, the things that are excellent and praiseworthy keep putting into practice all that you've learned and received from me then the God of peace will fill you. Peace is a process. Peace is a discipline. Peace is a position that I hold because of something I do. Amen? By the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't live at peace, true peace, life-bringing peace, without the Holy Spirit. Can we just close our eyes this morning? This wasn't a deep theological message. But I believe it can change your life. You weren't put on this planet to live stressed out and strung out and fearful every day. That's not why God created you. You weren't created to carry stress. You weren't created to carry fear. You were called to rise above in faith. Holy Spirit, I thank you right now for the peace you bring to our lives. I pray that every person sitting before me this morning would feel your peace and your touch upon their life, that, Lord, you would meet them right now where they're at, no matter what they're walking through, no matter what they're challenged by, that, Lord, you would give them eyes to see and ears to hear where you are taking them to. You know, what I'd love to do now is, is enter back into a time of worship. We'll just sing that same song again, Lois? And I want to just invite you. We're going to bring the service to a close in a minute. That if you're feeling worn out, tired, like you're, you've drained a little, and you want to be filled afresh this morning, I want to open the altar. And I just want to pray for the touch of God to come upon your life and for the peace of God to fill you afresh this morning. The Word says those that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. As we stand to our feet this morning, we're going to just worship for another few minutes before we close the service. If you'd like prayer this morning, I want you to come forward and let God touch you. Amen. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.